It's Reaction Monday, powered by Superbook Sports. Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan presents Football at Four. Here's The Drive. seen on film it wasn't like a random we, we just felt like we saw a leverage opportunity and, and someone we wanted to take advantage of obviously we didn't want to contact the ball before 10 yards but it was kind of being aggressive and yet we felt like you know, we came to win a game so it was, it was something we discussed if we won the toss we were going to defer then obviously we wanted it kicked over on our sideline so you know it was just one of those things that we felt percentage wise we felt pretty good about the the odds I tell you, I feel pretty good about Del Frisco's feeding the crew today, man. Absolutely, Better than those odds. Absolutely delicious. Thank you to Del Frisco's at I-25 and Orchard for making us feel like there's something worth celebrating. But it's a tough one. I-25 and Orchard, Del Frisco's. Down I-25 at Empower Field, 17-16 to 16 Raiders. Matt Smith, KJ, Drew are all just sort of getting through it together. Seeing uh, if you're all right, 303-713-1043. It feels like most people are all right, but if you want to just check in and make sure you're okay, we're, we're, we're here for you. And, Matt, that was the excuse about the onside kick. We feel differently about it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. You hated it. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. I just thought it was arrogant, D-Mac. I did. I mean, was it more about the game itself, or was it more about announcing that Sean Payton was back? You tell me. I understand. You're not expecting it. I think the Denver Broncos are a little bit of both. I think it's all, I think, well, listen, this it's not like it uh, went undebated. He gave, gave reasons for why they did it. Do you not think, wait, hold on. Let me back up because of what you just said. Do you think he just decided that out of his own pure arrogance? I don't like, know. Like, look at me. A little. You don't think there was something to it, something they saw yeah. in film? Yes, because oh, he coached on. it on DMAC. It's come exactly on. what happened. It's exactly what they saw in film from the preseason, D-Mac. That's exactly what they saw in film. But it doesn't mean that you take that chance. Your very first kickoff of the brand new year. Is Tom McMahon still the special teams coach of the Raiders? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't the... He, did, he didn't do so great when he was here. You don't think it's possible that a guy who was a complete disaster as a special teams coach here in Denver may not have all the doors buttoned up? Fair. That's fine. I have no issue with that. That's not how you set the tone to start the year. The reason, and, and before we went to break, this is what I was setting up. You, we we're talking about four and nine in one score games. That's really the reason why I didn't like the play at all. Because you don't have that margin for error. The Broncos haven't earned that. They don't have that kind of talent. That was a little arrogant and maybe a little bit... <sighs> he overlooked that. And you brought it up a few weeks ago. Sean Payton didn't know it was muddy because he couldn't see it was raining. 
Look, I get that you're coming in with a whole new, fresh set of eyes, a different coaching staff, a different culture. That's fine. But that play has such a slim chance of success that the risk just does not outweigh the reward. I love being aggressive, man. I love being aggressive. Nathaniel Hackett was not aggressive. Nathaniel Hackett at all was. I mean, he couldn't set anything up. I think Sean Payton has that ability. However, to come out and get burned the way you did there, give up seven right out of the shoot, where this is this is Vegas's mentality, okay? You kick off the ball, they get it, it's a touchback at the 25. They come out on the field, Jimmy Garoppolo saying, all right, here we go. You do what you did on Sunday, you got Vegas coming out in the field and going, oh, okay, let's go, right? That's a break immediately before you even have one play. So instantly it's a jump start. Instantly it is, which is exactly why Sean Payton wanted it for them because it is a jump start, but it's such a low percentage opportunity. Again, Sean, I'd love to see those numbers. Roger, you're you're on the fan. Uh, bro, you're hey, bro, what's wrong with you, right? You all right? No, I'm not all right. Seven <laughs> years of dysfunction, no vision in the franchise. They don't even have a plan. Elway's pick successor, George Payton's roster. Could it be more thin? Damari Mathis? Come on. Mm, that kid day. got torched. Yeah. Seven first downs given up? Come on, that's our two cornerback? Good grief. And then don't get me started on our $7 million Frank Clark, Randy Gregory. Those guys even suit up. Pass rush was non-existent. Sean Payton's Eagle, George Payton's Hubris. What the hell are they doing over there at Dove Valley? Another lost year for the Denver Donkeys. Again, see you. At least we got them. At least the we Broncos got them. are irrelevant. Wow, man. I love it. Oh, I Great phone call, I, I just look at it like we're now a two and six football team. And we're, like, afraid to go for it in a two-minute drill, you know? Like, who cares if you give the ball back to the guys with a minute and 40 seconds left? They obviously... Uh, angry Joe Flacco. You never know when Angry Joe Flacco's going to sneak in there. But is, he's kind of right, like... Of course he's right. If you're going to... I I like the onside kick, okay? Okay. But, like I said before, if you're going to do that, then that's got to be, in my opinion, your tone for everything else. I, I don't think you should pick and choose when you should have an aggressive mindset. Either we are going to be aggressive or we're going to be a little bit more conservative and try to battle it out. So you want an onside kick, but you don't want to go for it on fourth and three. Both are really risky decisions. Both are really risky decisions. The question is, all right, let me, let me just ask you in 303-713-1043. When the Broncos punted that ball, on the other side here. When the Broncos punted that ball, I want you to think about it. Did you think they were going to get the ball back? Why or why not? This is the drive on the fan. Number, an impressive number. You want to hear one? Or not. You don't have to hear that? it. Well, now I do. What? There have been two college football teams that have allowed over 40 quarterback pressures all year. Okay? Two of them. No other offense in FBS, which is Major Division One football, has gotten 230. There's only two teams, and they're at over 40. Hawaii and Colorado. 
Colorado's allowed 40 quarterback pressures in two games. Is this how you're Jimmy jamming um, Colorado stuff into this uh, Broncos program? No, you left me a gap, so I'm going to go ahead. And <laughs> I really was, yeah. I was ready to go on to what didn't, I teased. Didn't seem like it. Just wanted Jimmy jam some CU stuff in there. It just came across the timeline, so I figured I'd feed it to okay. you. We're all excited for CU, man. 69 of 99 for 903 yards and seven, to- seven total touchdowns in two games despite 40 quarterback pressures. Here's my point. Imagine if he had a clean pocket like the rest of the elite quarterbacks around the country, what those numbers might actually be. Yeah. Pretty scary. Pretty scary. We'll, we'll get to see you and CSU and what they're going to do. Those Rammies better be terrified. What can I say? Um, when the Broncos punted the ball, did you think they were going to get it back, Matt? Mm. Yes or no? Oh, I did, yeah. KJ? No. Okay. Drew already left. All right, he's out there. I, my answer is yes. I did. I did think they were going to get it back. Why do you say no? Let's go back to my point on Friday. Mm. Jimmy Garoppolo, when it matters most, he just wins, baby. So, God, he does have a way. Yep. And and, and I'm, I'm not way. being funny right now. Like I'm being serious. That's that's the real reason why I'm like you 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 put it in his hands. There's not much he can do to lose you the game. So if he can't lose you the game, all he has to do is make a play or two mm-hmm. that secures the win. Jimmy Garoppolo was 20 of 26 for 200 yards. Russell Wilson was 27 of 34 for a buck 77. Jimmy Garoppolo was not sacked, and he had that deflected interception, but he had two touchdown passes with a quarterback rating of 107.9. Russell Wilson had two touchdown passes, no interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 108. Who had a better game? Jimmy. I thought so. I thought Vegas's game plan was just better. It looked it looked like a mesh of what Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams used to do and a mesh of what Kyle Shanahan was doing in San Francisco with Garoppolo. A lot of quick passes, and, and people are upset about the pass rush. I think that is kind of part of it. It's impossible to get pressure on the quarterback if he's just getting the ball out, which credit to Vegas, they were able to scheme that up. But again, I, I can't remember what which caller called in and, and complained about the pass rush, but he's right, man. That's the unit that we were all talking about heading into training camp as being one of the most disappointing units heading into the season. Then in preseason, they ended up being one of the most pleasant surprises. The numbers for the Broncos and the Raiders were shockingly similar. I mean, stunningly close on so many different levels. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the extra point burns you in the end. But there was so much opportunity for the Broncos. When they punted the ball, guys, I I swear, I thought they were going to get it back. I really did. I really did. I did. I, I just figured, you know, this is a moment where they're going to probably just run. They had controlled Josh Jacobs the entire day. There was nothing out of control there. And then Jimmy G, man, he didn't run a ton. He had nine rushes for 11 yards. But guess what he did? When he needed it, he picked up eight yards, and it was a, you know, it was, it was a knife to the back, man, with stupid Jimmy G. 15 pounds lighter, Russell Wilson. How many rushing attempts did he have? Do you know off the top of your head? Not many. No. More, le- way less than I One. thought. One. Yeah. One. One. Well, I imagine against San Francisco, they got a little nervous after that second preseason game when he almost got hurt on a late tackle in the preseason. You're just like, all right, man. I mean, if that happens. He was moving around pretty good, and in a couple of drives, he definitely made some really nice plays. But in the fourth quarter, I mean – 
Got to make something happen, man. You got to make something happen. And they only had three possessions. They only had three possessions in the first half. It was a strange game. Cassidy, you're on the fan. You all right, Cassidy? Hey, Cassidy. Doing okay? Yeah, how you guys doing? Good, brother. What's up? You know, I I don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse and all, but our receiving corpse is abysmal. I have no, I don't have no uh, shine to put on the receiving corpse. I mean, Corlin's son, when's he going to wake up and do something? I mean, our lead. Well, I don't know, man. I'm laughing because he's saying corpse. Um, I think he means core, but corpse is probably. I think it's, you, you can perhaps, use Perhaps, right. Uh, Corlin Sutton, four for 32, eight per, long of 15, five targets. When's he going to do something? I don't know. I mean, you he know. had a touchdown. We're, we're, yeah, it's, and he had a touchdown, right. I don't know. That was a great play by Russ, too. He got the ball thrown to him five times. The, the Broncos threw of 27 completions by Russell Wilson. Uh, uh, 17 went to non-receivers, tight ends or running backs. <laughs> I don't know. Of all the, I mean, Cortland Sutton got as many targets as the Fishman, Troutman. Cortland Sutton got one less target than Javante Williams. By the way, that's a fun receiving day. Six targets, four catches for five yards. Javante Williams... 13 carries for 52 yards. That's all right. I thought he looked good. Four yards per? I'll take that. I'll totally take it. I mean, this is a guy who's fresh off an ACL. I, I think he's looking good. He broke a few tackles, and he had a really nice first down run. Good, solid signs, I think, for Javante. Maybe, maybe calling him the corpse, is the, the receiving corpse is, is right. <sighs> With an E. Maybe you are right about the corpse. Had to add the E there. That were the Broncos. How do you turn those possessions into points for us? Um, we felt like we had opportunities. We got to go watch the film and see what we can do better. Uh-huh. I think there's going to definitely be some things. But I, I, like I said, I think that we played, you know, um, the type of football we want to be able to play and being versatile and everything else. And uh, you know, we just got to make one, one more play. Well, there he's right. I mean, they got to execute in the red zone, man. You can't put together a 16 play drive and have it result in three. I mean, if you're going to be on the field for that long and eat that much time off the clock in a game like this, and it was not just the only instance at the end of the game when they put together that 16-play drive. If you're going to put together long drives and dink and dunk down the field, you're going to have a shorter game. So you have to capitalize when the opportunities present themselves. Otherwise, you sit here on Monday asking yourself what went wrong. Brian, you okay, bro? You okay? You doing all right, Brian? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm not hangover, so that's good, man. Uh, okay. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go. What do you got? All right, man. All I want to say, man, is that I'm happy. My Raiders are one and all. Oh, 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 oh. He got a coyote in the headhouse. He hung up. I didn't hang up on he, him. No, because he accomplished everything that he intended God, to it's accomplish. All right. It's all right. Man, KJ slipping. Or, or was that not a slip? That's uh, all right. Or was that not a slip? It's all good. I remember the number. So. Okay. That's <laughs> all that matters. Yeah, man. You know what stings about this? That is the seventh loss in a row to the Raiders. Seven in a row. Yeah, they've lost eight of the last nine and seven in a row to the Raiders. Seven in a row. And you don't get a revenge game until the final game of the season out there in uh, Vegas. Does Russ start week 18? Yeah, I think so. Because, again, you know what? I'll give you a more detailed reason why. I'll give you – it's a really good question, and I think the answer is yes. But but the reason behind the answer may surprise you. That's next. It's Reaction Monday, powered by Superbook Sports. Here's the drive. 
bad's about to happen. It's about to happen to the uh, Washington Commanders. Or is it about to happen to the CSU Rams? Goodness, Rammy. So you guys okay? Should ask the Rams if they're okay. Not a good time for Jay Norvell's program to be in the national spotlight. That isn't, he is making a quarter, sure. isn't he making a quarterback change? He did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta say this: CSU got screwed with their bye week in week two. Like to have a week two bye week and then play for eleven straight weeks in college football—that sucks. That's really bad timing. Well, they get an extra week to prepare for CU, and so Jay Norvell said we're going to bench Clay Millen. And we're going to start this other kid, Fowler, Nicosi, or something like that. I'll, I'll learn the name before Saturday. Don't you worry, Who Benny. Who looked worse, Jeff Sims or Will Lutz? Ooh, that's, that's a good question. I got to go Lutz there because he had less opportunities. Or maybe it's Sims because he had bigger sample size to draw from. But Jeff Sims, man, and it's what we said last week, unless Nebraska finds a passing offense in the next seven days, it ain't going to be pretty for them. But you got to credit their defense. I mean, their defense definitely made Colorado work in the first half. You know what it felt like watching Nebraska? It felt like watching the Broncos. You got a defense that's that's keeping you in the football game. All you need is your offense to just answer the bell once or twice, and it's a different story. And they just couldn't do it. You had a great line in your piece, by the way, on DenverSports.com. You made me laugh. It was a belly laugh. What did you say about Jeff Sims? He can't. He can't throw the ball. He can't, he can't throw the ball. He can't hand it off. He can't even look the ball in the eye. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. I've never seen some worse drop snaps in your in your life. You kept looking up. It's like, oh, ball's on the ground again. Hey, ball's on the ground again? Well, then they had that weird situation where Harburg came in. And then... Oh, uh, Heinrich. Heinrich. Heinrich Harburg. And then, uh, then you got coming in for a play... Was um, what a weird name, Chuba Purdy, Chuba maybe Purdy? Yeah, I think it might be Chuba. And then Harburg comes back in. It's all just a disaster. Mm-hmm. After and Sims got hurt, there. they 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 were more confused a quarterback than a, a Lincoln freshman at a Mensa convention. <laughs> so I mean, it you was bug eaters. Enjoy I eighty. Thanks for stimulating our economy. What a day it was up in Boulder, man. Holy cow. Great. It was a party. It's going to be another party on Saturday. Although, like, you got college game day coming in. Big noon kickoff sticking around. First take is going to be here live on Friday. I saw that. That's great. I, I, the college football world has all eyes on Boulder, but CSU. CSU is about to get the most public pasting you've ever seen. CU is upset with the way they played against Nebraska. After the game, they said that they, originally their intention was they, they wanted to mercy rule Nebraska. They wanted to leave absolutely no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dion describes it as hot garbage. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that's the growing pains of a new program. I'm not really worried about that. You know, it's, and you know, you know if, I'm, if we're just looking at CU compared to the Broncos. Yeah. If you want to have a lousy portion of the game, have a lousy portion at the beginning of the game. But as things went on, see you got together. Now, you can't deny they could definitely play better. That is absolutely true, and that should be scary for a lot of teams. How much better can the Broncos play? Mm, a lot better. A lot better. Are you sure? I think so, d Okay, so, so where are the Broncos? I think they can. Where are the Broncos going to get dynamic playmakers from? Who are they? Oh, they need those. Oh, okay. Well, that's CU seems to be loaded with. Them. <laughs> yeah, 
So just, you, I mean, how many guys would you put in that Travis Hunter, Horn, Xavier, Edwards, Shador, there's five. Right, and there's a bunch you haven't is, seen yet. Are there a bunch? Yeah, are there, there is there a tight end or two that I'm not thinking of? No, the, tight end is the one room that they are desperately short on, but you got a bunch of kids that you haven't even seen play yet in addition. Their receiver room is like 10 deep. If they had a few injuries, they would absorb it like nothing. It's, it's crazy, it's right? It's wild, yeah. You yeah. had four receivers with over 100 yards against CU. Listen, if they got off to a better start, they could have piled up the numbers like that on Nebraska. The game against CSU, it's it's going to be more just like, hey, it's not like you take it lightly. You can't have that bad habit. But let's face it, th- there may be a moment that you're just like, this is enough. Like, for me, Travis Hunter... Hey man, let's you know, let's be cool with Travis Hunter in this one cuz look what's around the bend with Oregon and USC and these other games coming up where you're gonna want him out there for 100 plus snaps. I tell you, I got some friends up there at CSU. They 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 uh they don't think Travis is all that apparently. Uh, that's cool. I mean, but but listen, I'm not going to hate on CSU people or CSU fans. Neither am I. Because I- if you don't think you got a chance, what's the point in rooting for your school? And I say Anybody from CSU, this week, you should hate what's going on at CU. Totally. This week. You should despise it. You should have seen Richie and I up there with Rachel on Saturday. Yeah, Rachel should hate what's going on. She's a CSU Ram. She definitely does. Like She's in proud her heart. to be a CSU Ram. Right. Maybe. Hashtag asunder, to use your words. I know. It's. it's... <laughs> Dan, you're on the fan. What's oh, going on, Dan? brother? You all right? No, I'm not all right. All right, Dan, what's wrong? Dan, talk to us, buddy. Oh, it's the Raiders, man. Ah. No, any red and blue-blooded Bronco fan wouldn't be all right. Okay. Okay. All right, well, thanks. I mean, he's not wrong. Seven in a row to the Raiders is more embarrassing, in my opinion, than 15 in a row to the Chiefs. You asked me, would Russell be starting game 18 against the Raiders? I think he will. And what I wrote at denversports.com is don't blame Russ. Listen, it sucked that last drive. So you lose a full letter grade. Maybe I put you, I start you with an A. I give you a B minus. You gotta, you gotta get something better than what you had happen on that final drive. If you're a $50 million man and the game's on the line, you gotta, you gotta, 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 you cannot go three and out in that situation, period. So whatever, and, and, you know, there was a bad throw to Sutton, and then you check down to Troutman. Nope, you could check down to Troutman if you think that's the right play for him to get the first down, but you just cannot go three and out. So you, you lose a lot because you only have six possessions, and that possession was the worst one. But look at the rest of the game. Is he going to start game 18? Matt, he ran one time. He moved around. He got sacked twice. Nothing crazy. There was pressure, but it wasn't dangerous pressure. He wasn't getting blasted. He actually executed exactly what they wanted him to do. That, if you're disappointed with it, you know, I get it. But I'll I'll tell you this, sports fans, that's exactly what the Broncos were working on in training camp. And Russell Wilson executed exactly what he was being trained to do by this coaching staff. He took the hard coaching, and he took it to heart. He did. He did. He said, you know what, Sean? Clearly, I can't do it, right? So I'm going to put my trust in your hands. And this is what what, what you get here. You get a quarterback that is executing pretty much, like you said, exactly everything the coaching staff is asking of him. Problem is, 
as we've mentioned throughout the course of today, they lack explosive playmakers. And so maybe Jerry Judy comes back and this offense gets better. But do you think Jerry Judy's reemergence makes this team dangerous? It's, it helps. And it's the best thing that they'd have going on in terms of a dangerous sort of player. So, no, it's, it's, I think it's actually critically important that he comes back and, and contributes. But does it make them dangerous? It makes them more dangerous, okay. and it makes them as dangerous as they can be. So does it make him dangerous? Yeah, I guess I guess the answer is yes. I, ju- I just struggle uh, you know, to he, prognosticate. He's it, though, bro. Like, who else you got that is a dangerous playmaker besides Jerry Judy? Who? Who? Jaleel, maybe. Well, he's got to play more than, like, five plays. I would agree there. I would agree there. I, I Look, I don't know what you want me to tell you. They lost Tim Patrick, who would have been a huge help, huge help especially with a lot of those big plays in crucial situations. Third down, instead of running that you know screen stuff for Troutman and, and trying to go there, you're going to the guys who you're paying all the money. Unfortunately, two of the three, they're not ready. They're not here. Right, Patrick's done for the year. Hopefully Judy comes back in week two. I, I heard that he was warming up before the game. Got a little trivia question for you. Okay. Okay. All right. And is Stink going to call? Are we going to talk to Stink or maybe, maybe we're, not? We're, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. We teach him to use a phone first. Who had more passing yards? Russell Wilson yesterday or Peyton Manning in Super Bowl 50? What did Russ have yesterday, 177? We'll give you the answer to that question coming up next. It's Reaction Monday, powered by Superbook Sports. Here's the drive. Mason, who will join us in about 20 minutes. And Sting, if you're listening, give us a call, bro. Give you uh, equal time. Hearing this promo running all day, and Mark knows they only scored 16 points, right? No, you're not sure? Not entirely. You're not sure? He knows not that. entirely. Well, you know, and to give him some credit, you know, he did say it looked completely different. And it was a different style of game. So while you can be upset with the results, there were 13 total possessions. When you had that few possessions, every one of them, you got to make count. The Broncos missed a field goal on one. They couldn't punch it in on the other, right? And Mm -hmm. you had a three and out in there. So three of your six, not too good. Uh, Andrew Mason, and we'll get to you in a second here, Gavin. Hang in there. Oh, thanks to uh, Del Frisco's, by the way. That was good. Did everybody have some good food there? KJ, you Mm. good? Drew, did you get some? Dude, I've already had an early dinner, man. So that was nice. Drew, what, what were you uh, munching on? <laughs> what'd you, what'd you get? Some, you had some Del Frisco's? What'd you, what'd you get? There? I haven't got to it yet, no. Oh, you haven't? No, I haven't hit it yet. What we got left out there? Is uh, there anything good? It looks like there's quite a bit out there still. So, salad. Uh, yeah. Salad. Yeah, I'm probably going to get stuck with the salad. <laughs> a lot of those salad. boxes are empty. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying the salad ain't great there at Del Frisco's, but. Yeah, you don't go to Del's for the salad. I mean, it's it's, you know. I guess it's there, but, you know. All right, well, Del Frisco's I-25 in Orchard. Thank you for feeding the crew. We appreciate it. Just trying to get through it. Just trying to be all right. Andrew writes, um, Sunday 17-16 loss of the Raiders piled another log onto a roaring fire of frustration. This is crazy, what I'm about to read by Mace. 
since their last winning season, which would have been in 2016, with Trevor Simeon, as they went 9-7. and seven. Missed the playoffs, but they went 9-7 and seven that year with Trevor. No NFL team has lost more one-score games than the Broncos. Wow. That is a crazy stat. Say it again. The defeat was the Broncos' 35th one-score defeat since 2017, I guess. Yeah, so of course fans are fed up. No other team has more than 33. And since the start of the 2021 season, the Broncos have 15 one-score losses, three more than any other team. Wow. That's where you get the Broncos going to Broncos. Wow. Their 5-15 yeah. and 15 record since 2021 in one-score games is also bottom top of the league. Well, that is cool. I did not. Good job, Mace. I did not know that. That is wild. I think some of the extra frustration yesterday came from fans because think about the way they lost, right? It was so similar to the way they've been losing the last seven years, D-Mac. I mean, you had a chance to close the door. It's all self-inflicted mistakes. Missed extra point, missed field goal, questionable coaching decision, in my opinion, to start off the game. Look, you don't have much margin for error, and I thought Sean Payton was a little cavalier until he wasn't. And then it was like, you mentioned the stats earlier, nine runs and two passes in the second half. On first down, on first down. Oh, on first down? On first down. I didn't realize it was on first down. On first down, yeah. I don't mind that as much. You're committed to something. It's no big deal, except they were eight and six, eight runs to six throws on first down in the first half, nine to two runs to throws on first down, it just made it incredibly predictable what they were going to do when they started what hopefully would have been the drive with six and a half to go to take the lead. It just made things, you know, kind of absurdly like, well, we'll take a chance on this. Javante Williams for a one-yard loss, uh, you know, incomplete pass to to court, and then, you know, you're throwing short of the sticks to, to Troutman. And he doesn't make a play. And then it's it's like, wow, there's you only get six possessions in this particular game. And there you go, three and out, first time all game. So it, it, it is they started off very aggressive, and then they just got increasingly more conservative as the game went on, especially in the second half, which is like you know, it's a culture of winning. And all right, let me equate this. So my younger son, my older son's good at ping pong too, but in particular, my younger son, Matt, has got himself incredibly good at ping pong. Okay. He's a, he's a really good athlete. He's a college athlete, all, all that sort of stuff. Much better shape than me. And he just figured out Do ping pong. Do you need pong. to be in good shape to be a good ping pong player? He hates his backhand, so he takes everything from the forehand. So it is a crazy in terms of core strength and ping pong to take everything on the forehand. So he's playing it wrong. He probably is, but yeah. he's so re- he is certainly spanking me and the vast majority of people he play. Mm. So I used to be good at ping pong, and here's what happens. I have some good games with them every now and then, and then maybe the game's to 21, win by two. I might be up 18-16. Guess what starts happening to me? You just crumble under the pressure? <laughs> just start crumbling. It's classic d I just can't. I start all of a sudden playing a little bit more conservative. I start thinking about it a little bit more. Classic. I start getting more nervous about it. And and I just and he just he just keeps blasting away. You got no clutch gene. 
That's what you're saying. I got no clutch team against my kid in ping pong. I mean, the way he's he's beat me like six years in a row in every Like, he doesn't, you know, poor dad. My bigger point is, I think the Broncos are the equivalent of me playing ping pong against my kid. Like, they get pretty far down the road. They get damn close. But what is that gene? What is that instinct? What is that habit to be able to now thrive and overcome not even being down but even being up and not wilt under the pressure look defensively I think that was a big part of it too because the Broncos defense numerically and statistically has been solid the last few seasons but in big moments and big situations they've struggled just like they did yesterday when they struggled to get the Raiders off of the field five and fifteen in one score game since 2021. It feels like that, too. Like, it, that's how it feels. So you go into this game. I'll, go, I'll give you another story. This goes way back. Seth Smith's playing right field for the Rockies. And he said, as they are nine games away, road to 100, man. They we're, are, we're on our boy, way, baby. They are right there. On our you way. Can taste it. Getting Chris Bryant back right for the stretch run. During another poor Rocky season, Seth Smith would admit, I'd be out in the outfield not thinking about how we were going to win but how we were going to blow it. They don't have the culture of winning with this organization right now, and this is what this was the biggest thing that Sean Payton was supposed to change. Without a doubt, this was the thing. This is why he's worth all that money and a first-round pick, and I do think he thinks about the game in the right way. So why in the world... When things were really on the line and you've got nothing to lose, going back here to angry Joe Flacco, what are we thinking about here? Like, what are we doing as the Denver Broncos if not to go for it on fourth and three with the ball in your hands with five and a half minutes to go? Go for it. What do you have to lose here? And where in the world do you think the confidence is coming from from the past six years to make you think the defense would stop the Raiders' offense? I was the fool. You don't believe? I guess. I hit him over the head I, with it one time. I I was the fool. Oh, I not. was the fool because I thought they would get the ball back. I really did. I was the fool. You're, again, it's, uh, these, these are things we know. You're telling us something we know. That right? I'm a fool? Well, yeah. you said it. I didn't. Look, I would have expected more from Sean Payton in bigger moments. That's why you traded for him. That's why you gave him a fat contract. That's why he's been, you know, walking around with his head held high and his chest puffed out the last X number of months because this is Sean Payton. He's supposed to be a brilliant offensive strategist. And I thought the Broncos did have a good strategy. They were efficient moving the football. They strung together drives. But in a game like this that's so condensed because there's just not a lot of possessions – You've got to execute when the opportunity presents itself. And the Broncos, for the last seven years, have been terrible at that. Terrible. Let's go to Gavin. Gavin, you okay, bro? You all right? Everything all right? Yes, yes, sir. What's good, boys? What's up, What's Gavin? Good? All right, so I, let me, I wanted to let you guys know, I, I'm a prime fan. I'm a huge Pac-12 guy overall. Um, Love it. And so here's I wanted to give you my take, and then you guys give me your thoughts. So I, I think – Outside of TCU, which is kind of still to be undetermined, they haven't played anybody. Nebraska hasn't, but they've won, what, two games in four years. They're, Nebraska's not good. 
So my my fear with Prime and all this hype that that Denver has around CU is that when they get into the Pac-12 right now, I think they have more ranked teams than any other conference. And they could have like an Arizona team that went to Mississippi, played Mississippi yeah, State. Yeah, can I help? Can I help you out with this comment right here? Can I help you out here? You're going to say bear down? No, no, no. I'm definitely not going to say right, that. Now hang up on I'm Gavin. Definitely not going to. That's the Arizona <laughs> thing. What I'm going to say is gravy. This year, my friend, is gravy. CU has already accomplished way more than we thought they would. And there is much, much, much more to come. This is going to be one of the most fun years to ever root for CU, period. Every single game is going to be must-watch television. And they are going to win more than they are going to lose. They probably won't win every game, but I doubt they get blown out or embarrassed or anything like that. It is is gravy. The pressure on CU will come next year, assuming everybody returns. But that's going to be interesting, too. So what you get, because the expectations were so low, you get one of the greatest seasons to watch CU. Stress-free. Stress-free. I mean, if you want to put stress on yourself, okay. Oh, you said it. That's really well said. But you already did it really well said and it is just awesome i mean it is awesome so my man gavin don't worry about it don't put the same pressures you would put on alabama or georgia or any of these schools you know why those pressures come at next year because guess what y'all you bring back prime and shador and everybody else with a whole bunch of new cats that you're going to get out of the portal and out of that next class. You know what we're talking about this time next year? <sighs> Natty. Natty! Natty. Natty. Maybe repeat Heismans. Maybe a Heisman for another buff. You got one this year. You might have one the next year. The pressure on CU will be astronomical next year. Starts in 24. This year? Free roll. Three-year-old. Stack them up. I mean, Peggy.